Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your cook. Join me and my trusty ally the captain as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up! Hello, uh, shipmates. Uh, shipmates? Well, should we call them shipmates? What should we call them? Yeah, they are shipmates, I suppose. Deckhands. I'd call them good mates, but you know. <laughs> It's my pronunciation, shipmates. Um, no, welcome aboard the Perseverance of Bright Horizons. It is. Um, as we set sail on another traditional, what we call a traditional episode, we're bringing on a new person to the ship this week. But before we do that, as always, we do like to check in on our challenges, which we set a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Mine to you was the ace tool. So just tell people again, remind them what it is and what you found out about it. Yeah, so it's, it's I found it, you know, I made, hopefully done it right it's a bit of a reflective tool um just looking at how things have gone and it's looking at areas of achievement um play areas of connection and also giving yourself time to enjoy as well so having time for the playfulness and that side and yeah i mean just reading off off the script it says sort of when you're stressed you feel you spend more time doing things that help us achieve but less the enjoyment and connecting with others and i'm very aware I've, I've done some connecting but maybe not enjoyment the past few weeks yeah. um, and I think that's just because it's just been very busy but it's a good tool just to help me realise that and help me realise maybe I need to pause, put my phone to one side which I've tried this you week but been, also yeah. the connection and enjoyment obviously. Um, you know, this is coming out Monday and on Saturday we had we had a good time you know, in the <laughs> nook. Hopefully we'll be invited back. I don't know whether you should have... Um, Done that one dance move uh, I on think, the table. Yeah, I think I think they've recovered from that, but that was nice, you know. And it's nice to take the girls out, you know, and just start. I guess you know I probably shouldn't start using this word yet, but feel a little bit Christmassy. Yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, First time, probably. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, for you, obviously, I got you to wave through a window, <laughs> taking photos. Well, it was following the dear Evan Hansen you went to, mm. wasn't it? And that, um, what was it, watching from a window was the quote, wasn't it, I think? When it was it Waving. Waving, it was yeah. waving from yeah. a window, wasn't it? And um, yeah, I'd, uh, I travelled up to Birmingham. A um, couple of things really about the Birmingham trip before I go into the train thing. The Christmas market's fantastic. Mm. I don't know if you've been before. I think it's the second biggest in Europe. <laughs> so it is huge. But what was great to see, talking about feeling Christmassy, just, mm. you know, was great to see people out and about. <sighs> It's getting earlier, isn't it? People selling it. I, I, yeah. I don't like it personally, <laughs> yeah. um, but it did make me think. It was good. I suppose post-pandemic, maybe people are, are going for it this year because mm. they had the delay of last year. Um, but the Christmas market was fantastic. I mean, there's people dancing in the street on a Wednesday night, live bands, you know, and all of that. But the train stuff was really good. I like looking out the window when I'm traveling on the train anyway. I normally put music on or a podcast mm. and just look out the window. But taking photos, you makes you, oh, when am I going to take a photo? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At what point? And it's amazing what you see. And that's why traveling by train is a nice treat, isn't it, mate? As opposed to the mm. car, because obviously you've got to concentrate in the car. Um, you can just sit back, let the train take the load. Switch um, off. Just switch off, yeah. yeah, just switch off. And uh, hopefully people enjoyed um, the, the, the photographs. But yeah, you know, get your head up when you're, if you are traveling on a train. If you do travel on a train over Christmas, send us, send us some pictures in from your mm. waving from a window, isn't yeah. it, as well? But uh, I suppose we've got a big one coming on today, haven't we? So We have. Yeah, yeah, so should we just get on with it? Let's get in there. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, so being the captain, I'm, I'm at the helm. Um, I got the wheel, so I've sent you downstairs quickly uh, just to listen and I'll give you a few ingredients which maybe you can uh, cook something up for us, who knows. Um, so yeah, this person actually, um, it was her birthday last week, so November 23rd, um, 1992 she was born in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, her, she's interesting, so she's a daughter of a 1990s country star as well. Um, grew up on a family farm near Nashville. She's got two siblings, three half siblings, and she was very interested, very passionate about acting for quite a young age. Um, she appeared on her father's television series, but also, which I didn't realize, um, Tim Burton's Big Fish. Oh, okay. She had an appearance as well. So some people may have been able to work out who this is. Um, so yeah, we're welcoming aboard Destiny Hope Cyrus, uh, otherwise known as Miley Cyrus otherwise known as Hannah Montana. Um, definitely a character, you know, we found doing the research and going through stuff, but just a quick bit really. Like, um, so it was 2004 where she, she took on basically a more than a thousand others um, in auditions to try and get the role of Miley Stewart, so on Hannah Montana. Um, one for which I found, so I listened to Jill Rogan's um, podcast talking to her was, uh, her dad didn't want her to go. Okay. It was her mum who took her to LA. Um, her mum who said, I don't want my daughter to just be a weed smoking no hoper. Okay. No one trapping you, for want of a better term. Um, so she took her to LA, which obviously, you know, you don't get any access to drugs <laughs> in LA, do you? So, yeah, so, but also, you know, at that point, the whole family then moved. But interestingly, which I find quite, um, so it is. The whole series is about a young pop superstar who hides a celebrity identity to be an everyday teen. So it's almost two different, two different characters, you know. And I'll touch on that further on you know, when we start discussing. But it then, obviously, you know, Hannah Montana was huge. You know, with Disney, um, Disney bought into it. I'd be intrigued to know Disney's views on Miley Cyrus now. Yeah, I don't know. True. No, we haven't. Re I haven't looked into that. But so she re released a soundtrack album in 2006, then a double album, um, Hannah Montana 2 Meet Miley Cyrus, uh, which led to a concert series that sold out in record time. Um, and the 3D concert film in its opening weekend in 2008 collected $31.3 million. Wow. So it, it just exploded, really. You know, the next one, um, Hannah Montana the movie, uh, it got bought in more than $79 million following its release. Wow. And then in 2011, um, we bid farewell to Hannah Montana and properly met Miley Cyrus. Obviously, there's some areas, you know, which we're aware of, you know, with Miley Cyrus, you know, she, there is a released adult film. Yeah. You know, that does, that does the rounds, shall we say. Um, she's very provocative on Instagram, yep. you know, and also with her views and things. But one thing which, you know, she did seek to do, where Hannah Montana was very much girl next door, um, Miley actually cut her hair short and started wearing edgy fashions and things. And then, I mean, the big step then was when, was Wrecking Ball, yeah. um, where she appeared to be, she appeared nude in the video. So she really stepped away from this whole Disney Disney actress, girl next door, all of that sort of side to come into this. Then, you know, she continued. You know, she continued to just release lots and lots of different songs. But the one, the thing which I 
always intrigued by um, was when you know when she's very open about drug use, yeah. about substance use. Yeah. Um, in the podcast, she was talking about taking different substances, but also you know when you know with alcohol and all the different things with that. But actually, I didn't know she's teetotal now. Yes. And yeah. so she's teetotal, but also she said, "Well, I'll have it. I." I could have a drink to celebrate at some point, mm. but she doesn't want the hangover. Yeah, it's funny. But, and, but she openly admits that she smokes cannabis. Yeah. You know, and that's her thing. She's dabbled in being a vegan. She's dabbled in being pescatarian. She's that, you know, she seems to do a lot of different things, but also I know I'm sort of going off of, you know, the whole talking predominantly about her history. Um, she's had, she's been in therapy and she openly mm. talks about it. So mm. she had the same therapist, uh, the Rick Orton Iderson until 2020. So 11 years. Mm. No, she's been in therapy and yeah she she sings therapist praises but as well as that linking in some of our stuff she uses mindfulness apps oh that's cool so she has a lot of anxiety and panic attacks so she uses the car map and headspace which wow. we've both spoken about yeah, which yeah was really interesting to talk about and then obviously there was um the marriage to liam hemsworth yes and the way that was very short mm-hmm. um, and again Miley's very outspoken saying well people didn't see what else was going on yeah you know we decided to separate we that was our decision it wasn't working we were, you know we stepped away from each other and people then made out the media mm. wanted to get stuff out and things and that's interesting where she spoke um, she said she did a shoot for Vanity Fair talking about a marriage and how happy it was but actually mm. that was shot three months before so when it came out they'd just been divorced but then this was still in there and she said that she wants she likes podcasts and stuff because you live in the now you're not doing something six months ago which yeah. then gets published which will be out of date by the time the you know the, the ink hits the printer yeah. shall we say yeah 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 so yeah i know i've kind of gone a bit weird no, with, with the way that i go th- you know went through it but there is she's a fascinating character i know there's quite a lot which we can we can unpick so sort of the lyric I I want to bring is and came in like a wrecking ball, and I think that's basically what I've just done with this with this yeah. biography and introduction. Is just come in and woof, broken everything open. What piece do, what piece should we go with? Well, I think it's um, it just it's testament to her that in a short mm. space of time that she's created so many talking points, you know. And I think she's a fascinating character. Again, I find that when you look at anyone who became famous from a young age, mm. a very young age. Um, you know, they live a different lifestyle from a young age. They don't go through the normal things that teenagers maybe go through, which forms them later on. So there's no real surprise that she turned into a bit of a wrecking ball and tried mm. to really break with the past. So I suppose for my first bit was, I mean, I've written it down as alter ego. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes for me, looking at Miley, which is interesting again, because as you said, she was called Destiny at birth because her parents always thought she would be destined for great things and you know that's having belief in your child you know from mm. the word you know from the word go which turned out you know definitely to be the case um but i just wonder and she was called miley because she was smiley wasn't it she was yeah. smiley as a baby so they adopt you know and then she changed her name to miley so be- before sorry hit right into that alter ego the interesting thing i found about auditioning for hannah montana was she was going for the part of the best friend wasn't she mm. um and disney were worried she'd be too young but when they heard her sing and act, they were like, no, this person, you know, they, they can they can definitely do it, you know. But I think the alter ego bit for me comes from, I found it really interesting looking through her Instagram. Um, because obviously, there's a lot of celebrities nowadays, most of the shots are 
for magazines or mm. you know working with different photographers to get the set shot and she you know says I've been styled by so and so or whatever um, but then she loves animals she's got 15 pets from pigs to dogs to all that and there's a photo on there where she's just dressed in her I call it what I call my slobs my scruffs mm. you know where she's feeding her pigs and she looks so natural and I sometimes think then the Miley that we see especially when she shortens her hair or she's posing nude or very risque, is that a front? Um, and I found it interesting when I read about her talking about she had the her sort of trademark, she'd stick her tongue out, wouldn't she, when mm. she was going to red carpets and her saying, well, I'd go on to a red carpet and I hated it. Um, you know, So the paparazzi would shout to me, Miley, give us a smile. And that's completely not natural to me. So I just stuck my tongue out, mm. you know, which added to the this person's a bit wild, you know what I mean? Miley's a bit wild and she's, um, you know, and, and the press do feed that, don't they? So I, I don't know about your thoughts, mate, but I just find it's like, who's Miley? Yeah. And is there still a destiny there? Yeah. You know, and I don't I know. That is, like you said, you've got the alter ego effect where you can always become too immersed in a character that you've built and the character you become. Look at the Joker, you know, people become too immersed in that sort of role and it is, like you said, who's who's Miley, who's destiny? But she also, she she's openly spoken about how she feels most at home when she's around animals because animals don't know who she is. Yeah. They don't yeah. know. She can wear what she wants. She can be who she wants. She's, she's taken on, she's adopted a dog that she decided to call Jodie Kidd, oh, okay. who um, <laughs> was massively overweight um, and it was, had, two, had things wrong with their eyes, had to wear nappy. And like she, she says, like she has to rub cream into the bum, yeah, into this yeah. dog's bum every single day. And I think she said it's it's more, it brings her down to a level. Yeah. You know, it keeps yeah. her on that level. But then would she, you know, the question is, and the argument, would she said as much that way? Yeah. You know, as, as we've said, we have a lot of female sex cells. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I, I put, I'll put the link in. It is two hours, the Joe Rogan thing. But Joe Rogan is obviously very polarizing with people. But mm. Miley was very open. And talk. it's interesting hearing her talk yeah because i i didn't expect her voice to sound it's like that. raspy in it in it's this, a yeah. really raspy southern drawl that yeah. she talks in she'd had an operation um she was saying about it but then yeah just with the dog you know she said it is it just brings her to the level that she wants to be you know and i think that's true really you know you don't you want to be yourself yeah and definitely. then she's grown up initially being Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Yeah, of course. And yeah. then she's Hannah Montana, and now she's Miley Cyrus. And it's like, actually, had she had a chance to be herself? Yeah, that's a really know, how, good point. How do you do it? Yeah. That's a really good point. And I think she was saying, wasn't she, that he, so in the show, it's funny that she's playing, she's a celebrity, she's trying to hide it. Then she said, when she went out to press things or whatever, after mm. she was Hannah Montana, people would meet her and wanted to be Hannah Montana then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not who she really was. So that said, how tiring that was. Um, and she was obviously, she said like, I was going to work with my dad for like a decade, mm. you know, and my grandmother, she's like, is there any surprise that when I turned 18, I started dressing how I wanted to dress and going yeah. to hip hop concerts and twerking, she said, you know, I, I just felt like I hadn't had the chance to live, like, mm. you know, like, like mm. you said. Um, and I think, what do you say about the dogs? Just, um, I, I did a, a podcast internally for my work that, that I know we both get involved in some other bits and pieces now and again. And I was talking to um, David Lever on there, great guy, and he just introduced something to me called Stoic Philosophy. And I don't know much about it, but the reason we got onto it and it made me think about Miley then was around, it's been around since like Roman times, 
you know. Um, and it, it links to a story with Marcus Aurelius, the old Roman emperor, who was really concerned about his head getting too big and you know him, him detaching from himself. So when he was obviously going through the streets of Rome and everyone's praising him and kneeling and cheering and all that, he apparently, as the word is passed down, mm. um, employed a servant to whisper in his ear, you're just a man, you're only a man, you know, to remind him of who he was. And maybe, it just made me think with Miley with the pets, you know, it's like I, you know, taking care of this dog, nursing it back to health, you know, or looking after the pigs that she's got and all the mm. other things. It's just that way of reminding herself, I've got some control. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just, it, it, there's another thing, is it? If you're having a tough day, and me and Dave again were talking about this, but if you're having a, if you feel like things are out of control with work, they often say to complete a task that you know you can complete mm. to regain control, mm. isn't it? Whether it's cleaning the house or whatever, you know. Um, and I just thought that linked very well to Miley. I don't know what you think about mm. that, but just maybe just holding on to a bit of reality, I yeah. suppose, like, you know. Yeah, and I think, like you said, in everyday life, it's something I do with, I always have, oh, I'm very open with, with my work and things like that, but I make sure that each day I see a client who I like. Okay, yeah. Mm. So that I can see, you know, because I've got very tricky clients, some who openly don't like what I do, yeah, you know, yeah, and the way yeah. I work and stuff. And it's, I make sure then, because it is, okay, yes, it's a little bit of my ego coming out. It's like, oh, I know I can work with them. Mm. I, I know I can do it. But also it's actually, well, this is what I do. You know, I don't know. It just seems to bring me more of a level and it's something I enjoy then. I was going to say, you know, keeping you enjoying what you're doing. And yeah. you do, you're yeah. in a lucky position where you actually have the control over that, don't you? You know, you mm. are able, I suppose a bit like Miley, I suppose there's a lot of it in life he doesn't have control over. No. So pulling a bit, and we all, there's elements of our life we can't control because we're beings based on relationships, aren't we? And we can't preempt what's going to happen mm. on the other side of the relationship yeah. always, you know. So pulling yourself back central, that's probably a good call out. For, and it's interesting mm. what you said about the mindfulness apps and things that we've talked yeah. about in the past that she actively uses and promotes them as well, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it is, you know, it's the, is the doing stuff that we know we can do, but also interestingly how people perceive you. Because mm. um, she's spoken about, her stage shows are quite wild, mm -hmm. you know, and the way she does things and like, you know, the VMAs, you know, she's done quite a few big shows for. And she was saying that during rehearsals, she get a lot of producers saying, oh no, you can't do that. Oh no, we're not, we're not able to do that. And mm -hmm. she said one time, she turned and said, will you tell Kanye West that? Yeah, true. You know, yeah, she said, because yeah, yeah. the only reason you've got me here is because, you know, and she said sex sells, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm the raunchy, I'm that side, you know, mm. the fact that I want to do this in braces, would you tell, would you tell Kanye yeah. West he couldn't do it? It's right, isn't you know, it? She is very outspoken in that, in that southern drawl of standing up for her, who she is, you know, and her identity, mm. whatever identity this is. Maybe yeah. I think as well from her perspective, it is just that age old pre-programmed way of looking at people, isn't it? Mm. They look at Myrie like, a small young girl yeah you know so it's yeah. like her opinion like you said if you want to use Kanye's comparison would maybe not hold as much weight as what Kanye would say which is ridiculous because from mm. a creative perspective I mean this person I mean just from the way she puts something like what she dresses in you yeah. know and how she's how she gets styled from you know I watched some clips of her stage shows I mean whether you like the music or not you're going to get your money's worth like yeah. aren't you do you know what I mean yeah. in terms of a show I mean it's like we talked about Lady Gaga before it's very similar in mm. terms of how they approach stage shows it can go from being just like fun and quirky to burlesque almost like mm. you know and some other um, yeah. some other elements but you did touch on as well in your in your intro around the the battle with sobriety mm. as well and she talks openly about this and i found it really because we've covered a few people who fall into this club and probably will do a few more in the future 
She actually said at 26, she realised she wanted to get her life in order because she didn't want to become part of the 27 Club. Mm, and I shared an article yeah. with you to put in the thing where she talks about it. But she just said she felt like... She, if she wants to have a drink, and you were probably listening to this in Joe Rogan, she said, if I want to have a drink, I'll have a drink. Mm. You know, she said, I'm being a bit more strict on the drugs front yeah. at the moment um, because I know that's a bit more dangerous for me. But the drink-wise, I think she talked about during the pandemic, she, and she was right, she said, like a lot of other people during the pandemic, struggled to control their drinking, so did I. And I fell mm. to it to relax and try and keep, mm. keep myself going. So she's quite open about it. But I thought that's interesting, not wanting to be... She's like, you either live to be a legend or you die a legend at 27. That seems yeah. to be the age. Yeah. And I'm thinking of Amy Winehouse, famous again from a young age, and some of the others, Jimi Hendrix. It, she felt she was on that path to destruction, mm. but she did something about it. Mm. And that's interesting, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's, it's a big... I guess a big step, you know, making that and holding your hands up and saying, actually, I don't want to, mm. I don't want to stick down this road. I don't want to, you know, her, she she says her, her grand's an alcoholic, mm. you know, her mum and dad smoke a lot of cannabis and that side. And another interesting thing linking in with her upbringing um, and almost sort of exploring how she is now mm. is that when, I'll see if I can get this right. So when she was a young, very young, you know, sort of, I guess, toddler age, mm. um, her dad took her out on a bike mm. and they went towards a tree. Her dad ducked and she didn't and she got knocked off the bike. So mm. she actually suffered a traumatic brain injury. Wow. At that I age. Didn't know that. So then she's had a lot, like as she got older, the therapist took her and said, right, let's have a brain scan, let's have a look. You know, and she said, you can see where some of her impulses come from now, mm. from as a child, actually the trauma yeah. <laughs> which she experienced, which I found fascinating. I haven't, unfortunately, it was only today I've listened to it. So I yeah. haven't really dived in a lot more hmm. but I know I've got I've got a book uh, Bobby Badnock writes about being a brain wise therapist and it is as a therapist being able to understand actually which part of the brain you're talking to okay you know are you talking to you know it could be the short term memory are you talking to more the primal area you know the area like um, I think it's more right sided is where you access the art and the skills and that side and then I think trauma is held more that side yeah. I might be wrong here yeah. which is why Creative therapies are good at unlocking mm. and supporting with trauma because it unlocks it that way. Like I said, if I'm wrong, I will re read into it a bit more. But yeah, I, I just like didn't make me stop because I was driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made me pause. I was like, actually, that, that would answer a fair makes few sense. things. It, it just yeah. it ticks. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. But also something which I loved, and you know, we love a segue. But her dad doesn't have Wi-Fi. Oh, okay, that's doesn't have. He's. Um, she said that he has to walk to her uncles to be able to FaceTime. Wow. So he's, and which I quite like, mm. he's completely cut himself off, but also he he openly admits like he smokes a lot of weed, mm. you know, he, and was it, he smokes a lot of weed, he likes pizza, and um, he likes a bubble bath. So okay. he cut pizza out for a year, Yeah. because it was an impulse. So oh, now on wow. his birthday, he had a load of pizza. So it's just weird, it's, it's, it it just seems a very interesting family, and talk about interesting families when you throw a godmother into the mix okay yeah. Dolly Parton yes. you know it's yeah. completely just whoa Im imagine growing up in that household yeah you know, and it's it's just, it's just like um, no wonder she was a creative energy for a start yeah. I think a couple of comments there on her father mm. I think you know he's probably had to sacrifice many elements of mm -hmm. his life that we would enjoy 
yeah. you know, easily being able to go out for a pint maybe or a mm. coffee or going mm. to do whatever because he's dedicating himself to, well, I need to shut off and make music, you yeah. know, and that's what I'm going to do. And you have to be you have to be a certain kind of strong person to do that, mm. don't you? You know, like to sit down and go, right, I need to write now, so I'm going to shut myself off. And there's loads of examples. I'm thinking of one where I went to visit, and I've mentioned this in a previous pod, you know, Dylan Thomas's boathouse. Mm-hmm. You know, he just had a boathouse mm. that looked over the sea, and he would go in there shut himself out and write for hours at a time you know what I mean mm. and sometimes people have to make those sacrifices in order to you know you know, to, and like you said you know doesn't get much bigger than Dolly Parton in the country world does it and having her as a as a godmother as well is, yeah. is just and as a mentor incredible. as a mentor like, they've sung together I believe haven't they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah as, as a mentor and just superstar yeah. you know, and actually yeah. watching over but also again she she spoke about seeing she can now see her siblings going through sort of the same rebellious stage as she is and she said I'm not going to stop them because I only learn through living yeah she said that's how I learn and what she wants to do and it'd be interesting just hearing your take sort of as a parent she wants to write write children's books Mm. educating children in the safe way to use cocaine use drugs alcohol sex she said that it's talked about but it's not talked about how to use it safely because Ooh, yeah. the temptation's there, you know, in yeah. my line of work, I see it. And a lot of it, especially like with self-harm, you know, for one example, self-harm, you can't turn around and tell someone to stop self-harming. No, no. You need to make sure, and people are surprised, like when I say, like, you just need to say, right, well, what are you using? Is it sterilized? Have you got plastics yeah. next to you? Does someone yeah. know? So I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it, but it was just interesting. She said that, yeah, I want to write children's books on it. You know, so children read and educate themselves. Yeah, my initial reaction was no. But then, mm. like, you know, you sit back and you think, and I'm trying to be a little bit more non-judgmental and look at it yeah. from a 360 perspective. There's, um, kid, you know, there's millions of kids out there, you know, and, and Nora's just one of millions, you know, and I think, mm. you know, we would trust ourselves to educate yeah. Nora, having known what we've done as well mm. in our past, you know. But I think someone writing books about, well, maybe, you know, and there could be the kid out there who's already doing it, at a young mm, age, mm. you know, and and sees because obviously Miley's going to be in the limelight and and likelihood to be heard or seen by a lot of people. Um, if it saves a person's life, then then you know it, it's a good thing. Mm. Um, and actually, we've talked a lot about on your about bringing taboo subjects to the front. Mm. Yeah, you know, like if you you know if you, if you think that there are not very young kids out there who are taking drugs dangerously, mm. then you've got your head in the sand because mm. it happens, yeah. doesn't it? You know, yeah. there's people who've been. And it's not just people who've been through, had bad upbringings or been abused or whatever. There's people from very, you know, privileged backgrounds mm-hmm. who will go into that as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? So I think that no one's sort of, um, you know, I'm not naive to think that, you know, that the danger is out there. They could, Nora could get involved in that yeah. stuff. You don't know who she's going to meet in the future. You just like to think that we will try our best. But I think if people in the limelight can come out and go, well, I experienced this mm. and it was very dangerous. Yeah, Do you know her, what I mean? her way of saying it was, "Would you rather, you know, like, you know, she's talking about some more teenagers, so, you know, mm. let's say between ten to fourteen yeah. year olds. Would you rather your twelve year old daughter learn about drugs and sex from someone who's made mistakes, who's been through it all, and who's in her mid thirties, or would you rather she learned it from a fourteen year old peer?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was her argument yeah. of like, actually, which way would you rather? They learn, you know, a 14-year-old won't learn the right way, you yes. know, won't know the right things. Whereas somebody who's been through it, made mistakes and coming back. I, it was interesting. It's yeah. really it, interesting. Again, it made me yeah. pause. It's like, I've never, it's changed how I 
almost look at her now yeah you know, actually doing this podcast and that's why i quite like you know that's why i love about doing these podcasts it just changes your perception it does yeah you know, years ago i would have yeah. looked at my go oh god what's she doing she's attention yeah. seeking whatever yeah. um but but i think this for both of us has changed how we view mm. that. and when we do and i think one of the things we mentioned a long time ago when you're gonna um you know, approaching a situation when someone says something to you, the best thing you can do for yourself is to stop, isn't it? Yeah. Is to pause, yeah. take a moment to reflect, because your heart will want you to shoot in and do mm. something. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, if you give your brain a moment just to categorise it, think about it, you don't have to agree with things that are being said. That's no. fine. Um, then you can respond in a different way. I suppose linking to that as well. Um, she does a lot of great work. I think that book is just one of it. You know, she's a creative person, so no doubt she'll go on to do loads of stuff. But did you come across her Happy Hippie organisation? Yeah, yeah. I, I I knew we'd both come across this, but it's a great look mm. for people out there if you want to look in there. It's basically supporting homeless people and the LGBTQ community, isn't it? Um, quick reference as well, by the way, that the 1st of December is World AIDS Day, um, and there's a lot of information out there you can see about you know, how you can support it or educate yourself around AIDS. We've done bits on it with Freddie Mercury in the past. Mm -hmm. I haven't been talked about that. But just linked a little bit to what Miley supports. But the start of a manifesto, which is on mm. the site, and you can don donate to this as well. People who say we can't change the world are wrong. We will make some noise and cause a scene. Now, you can tell it's written by Miley, can't you, straight away. We will challenge each other in the world and we'll stop pointless judgment. And she quotes John Lennon in there. Sorry, just before that, it's time for us to grow our passion, shine bright and change the future. John Lennon said it best, a dream you dream alone is only a dream, a dream you dream together is a reality. And I thought again, talk about the children's books and mm. some of the other things that she does, um, it's good isn't it? It's good to see her put in her time to good use. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you thought of that, but I just yeah. and I, it looks very Miley doesn't it, the way she's yeah, done it as very well. Yeah, and that also it links into, um, I think it's 2014, Music Awards, where she invited a 22-year-old homeless man up to oh, collect the okay. award, and he did. I get you know, I, I'm only just finding out, but yeah, apparently he did a acceptance speech there and urging music, urging musicians to learn more about youth homelessness in LA. Mm. You know, and actually urging people, so it kind of fits right in with with the Happy Hippie Foundation, and it's yeah, it's just nice, you know. Again, people speaking out, people going for this, but I don't know why. It might just be I just haven't come across it, but why it's not out there even more? Yeah, I know. What, yeah, like someone, you know, I'm looking like you've got Ellen De DeGeneres is talking about it, Miley's also talking about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm just intrigued as to, you know, maybe, maybe I've had my head in the sand not heard about this yeah. project, but yeah. again, how much do the media want, you know, would, would you rather do Miley possible pregnant scandal or would you rather do Miley helps thousands and thousands of people? So it's, you know, that's the, that's the yeah, yeah. Is, yeah that's the yeah. unfortunate thing that we're yeah. in and until i don't know i like i've been mm. trying to reflect and be quite hopeful about the future and think that more people i'm speaking to now do live beyond the tabloids mm. and they start oh, to yeah. pull away from them yeah um and that's the best thing you can do because i think like when she went through a breakup with liam hemsworth so much was said about her mm -hmm. you know and i won't go into it all day but she, like you said at the start, no one actually knew what was really going on. You yeah. know, that her and Liam decided that, that was the case. And then they just they just try and go, well, the reason it is because Miley was doing this, you mm. know, or Miley was doing that. Liam was the nice guy, do you know what I mean? And and, and Miley was just wild and, want, you know, and cheating on him, doing whatever it was, you know, this is the nonsense that they put out there. Yeah. But actually, 
it's because we feed it, isn't it? You keep clicking on it, reading it, that makes them keep generating more stories about rubbish. And, and at, the, at the heart of it, we've said this before, and then Amy was one of the first ones to get properly, weren't she, yeah. battered by yeah. the, you know, by the press. Um, you know, then I, I just think we, it gets fed and then they keep going. And, and obviously these papers will pay a lot of money for the photographs as well, won't they, if you get like a photograph mm. of someone. I mean, like we've said, if you walked out the door today and someone sticks a camera in your face with a flash and takes yeah. like, a, like 50 burst shots, they're going to find one where you look, gonna get aware your eyes are rolling yeah. back yeah. or what, whatever. So it's not it, it's not reality. Um, what I do like as well, talking about Miley bringing stuff to the, the forefront, she said that she came out to her mum when she was 14 mm. and said that she looked at girls in the same way that she looked at boys she was worried about how her mum would react but her mum um actually was you know supportive but she identifies as a pansexual mm. which um again until she said it i didn't know nothing about it. i didn't know yeah. what it meant but i'll just read the um the the description which is uh, not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex gender or gender um, identity so again i think talking about bringing things to the forefront that maybe are not spoken about as much or for people out there who identified pansexual before her, imagine someone that big coming out and going, yeah. this is what it is, and then it helps people to understand it's, other people are going through that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it, may, it almost normalises the terminology as well. Yeah. You know, and actually, like you said, you know, if you hear it, other people, I'll look into it and think, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, what's that? What's that? You know, so it just brings it into common awareness, you know, and common knowledge, you know, and obviously there is a lot of great work being done within, mm. you know, that community and stuff like that, yeah. I think it's like interesting, and this is a pure opinion. When you look at Miley Cyrus, how she's styled over the time stuff. Mm. She could be a boy. She could be a girl. Mm. You know what I mean? She could be neither. Mm. You know, and and I think that's what I like about her. She's yeah. just constantly challenging you to think like. But I still do love coming back to the original point, um, and after the great summary you did as well. I just come across that photo of her with her animals the other day, and I just mm. started to wonder: is is that destiny? In the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that? A bit of the a bit of the true self. I I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm talking out to her, and she'd go, "No, that's a load of rubbish. That's just me and my pets." But she just looked. Mm. There was no makeup, no wish, no dress up, no stage presence. It was just I'm feeding my pigs. Yeah, you know, and I'm happy. And it is this returning to to the lyric? You know, it's I I came in like a wrecking ball, but then it's actually I'm picking underneath what creates the wrecking ball. You yeah. know, what's what's behind the wrecking ball. Right, I, to be honest with you, um, I think it's fair to say we could have probably gone on, <laughs> couldn't yeah. we, for a long time. But it's in the interest of keeping these listenable, um, you know, you know, we had to cut it off there. But please, you know, she's done the, the podcast with Joe Rogan. There's countless mm. interviews of her talking yeah. out there. So if you're interested, go and have a, have a look. Um, continuing our return to live events, mm -hmm. you the other night went to see a band, didn't you? So tell people who you saw and who you went with and how I it did. was. Yeah, yeah, so um, I, I was very fortunate and very excited to go and see Offspring. Yeah. Um, so a band that I probably grew up with, yeah. I'd say. Um, supported by the Hives as well. So that was a nice little warm up for us to listen to. And I went with um, Priest and our, our good friend Kiwi. Um, unfortunately, he didn't wear the t-shirt, so I didn't take a photo of him. <laughs> just refused to take any photos of him. But again, as we said, it's just nice that that normality. We had a hotel in Cardiff, we had mm. some food, a couple of drinks, and it was just fun. It was just really, really fun. I was still very conscious of, I didn't want to go into the big crowd. Yeah. Um, 
Priest was quite excited. He went in, but me and QE just thought we're going to stay back yeah. um, and just stay closer to the bar, which was yeah. always good. But I forgot just how nice it is at gigs, just talking to random people yeah. and just the conversations. Yeah. You know, so there was one guy. Yeah, we just ended up talking. He was just saying, you know, how he brought his kids up, listening to Offspring. So he's at the side and he's like a proud parent because they were in the middle, you mm-hmm. know, and just really hearing more and people's stories and just how different everyone was who was yeah. like there was a, it was properly eclectic yeah you know I like part of us were like well we're going to be the oldest or yeah. the youngest or you know who's going to come and they were good like I've been disappointed with a couple of live bands recently yeah, you they were so so good like the visuals the live you know they chucked in like it was a it was their new um, album mm. so it was touring to release that which I quite like now because they've got a bit of horns in it as oh, well okay so that's a bit of horn a less than Jake. yeah and <laughs> yeah. some of their songs but then they also did, you know, I mean, they, they finished with um, Pretty Fly and then Self Esteem and wow. you know, the place was just bouncing then. Yeah. But then in true true spirit, true Welsh spirit, after it all finished and everyone was filing out, there was a massive rendition of Delilah <laughs> from the crowd walking out as well. So, you know, ev- everyone was just happy. Things you, know, you only just, see at a Welsh yeah, gig. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone was just smiling, you know, I there was no issues of people bumping into you getting in the way mm. you know if you're walking people moving out out of your way it was just a happy gig yeah you know, just good. a happy one to go to and i know yeah for you you know there's one yeah so i'm uh, i'm gonna record a clip uh, from the gigs i'm off to see a band called the velvet hands um they are so i got to know the lead singer through a pub i've mentioned before the holy arms in camden town one of amy winehouse's old haunts and it is a place that creatives gather um, I think it's Wolf Alice's local. Um, mm. They go in there. I think they did a part of their album, latest album launch party in there. He works behind the bar, Toby, because they're trying to get you know trying to get their name out there, trying yeah. to get signed. But I think this is the furthest they've come. They come into Cardiff. They're from London. Mm. They normally play around London because yeah. there's enough venues for them to play. Um, and we've dropped each other um, a message, um, and I'm hoping to see them before or after the gig tonight. Um, so if I can and, and it works, I'll try and get them to record a little hello or something. Um, but I'm looking forward to it because as much as I like big gigs, I think it's good to, if you like a band mm. and they're in your town and you can go, no, you mm. can't always, um, but the ticket's like eight quid. <laughs> but that'll mean the world to them. Yeah. And I think when I spoke yeah. to him in London, um, I bumped into him a few weeks ago. Um, he said, oh, you'll be able to walk up on the door at Cardiff. We won't, mm. we won't sell that out. Um, and I messed him last night so I went through the Moon's website and there yeah. was no tickets on there and he sent me a link and said no there's nine left wow so I think That's they've had class. a bit more of a response yeah. to it than they expected yeah. so if people keep an eye out I'll either drop an audio clip in after we finish this section um, or I'll keep it back for mm. for another, another time but yeah great to be back out and about again Okay, so it's time to drop anchor and continue our story. And I've got to say, I was right in the chapter, obviously days ago, it was today, mm. um, and there's 7,000 words in there, man. <laughs> That's nearly a dissertation. It's amazing. Yeah. So I think it's something to be proud of. And we did say we're going to, we'll try and pull it to the end and then maybe do something else in that section, yeah. you know, after. But If anyone has any idea how to finish the story, please let us know, because yeah, yeah. I don't think we're too sure yet. <laughs> Who knows how it's going to end. It's going to roll and roll, so yeah, please. I'm hoping I'm leading you to some sort of end, yeah. but we'll see, because we, yeah. then you might do something that takes it another way and I might do it later. Oh, who knows? But anyway, it is chapter 17, 
of our very experimental, shall we say, story. And I was looking back at chapter one the other day. I was like, how did we get from there to here? But anyway, chapter 17. Dr. Rosewater was pacing around his office at home. He'd answered the call from the familiar number at 3 a.m., but there was no response from the other end of the line. Just a few seconds of silence before the phone clicked off. He tried to call back, but it was going straight to voicemail. Now he was starting to get concerned for Gavin's welfare. Or was it Gavin? He'd been working with Gav for the past 18 months, trying to help him face and untangle his past so that he could get on the road to recovery. He'd found that in time that Gavin had formed a number of alter egos to detach himself from his true persona. There was Digit, the abusive dealer, Jay, the intimidator, Zed, Jay's quieter but no less frightening brother. There was Christian, the arsonist, Benjamin, the abused child, and of course Gavin, his actual self. Or was it? Dr. Rosewater knew that he should call the police and get them to go and check in on his patient. But sod that, he thought. The sirens will scare Gav. They always did. He lives five minutes away if the doctor drove quickly. He knew this went against every protocol. He also knew that he'd put himself in potential trouble this way. No, Gavin wouldn't hurt him, and Gavin trusted him. He would hear the doctor's voice and become calm. He turned the phone over in his hand. The moon was so bright shining through the blinds in his office that he found himself transfixed by its beauty. Nothing bad could happen on a night like this, could it? He grabbed his coat, slipped his trainers on, and headed out the door. Louis de Notre Prochain Voyage. Allegedly. <laughs> You're so like jealous could be, of me doing these. <laughs> could, it could be any language, couldn't it, that? <laughs> French? It is. Yeah, I like it. What does it so, mean, Bryn? Oh, on our next voyage. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm making it up. I bet it does. You've just been really yeah, abusive to me in really French. To you. Yeah. yeah, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, so this is where, you know, we set challenges for everyone. Um, for us to do, but also for you guys to have a go at. If there's ones where it's like meeting up and things, let us know. Come along. You know, we'll we'll have a bit of a party together, shall we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. If, if it's within reason. But yes, yeah, so what what have you got for me? Let's do the one. Well, I think we I haven't had my Bryn fix properly okay. have I, for a while. Yeah. Um, we put out our 52 card, didn't we, last mm-hmm. week? Give ourselves a break because we've been busy. And the one before that, we record on Zoom. We did. Yeah. Um, so I think you owe me the opportunity to sit down and have a pint with you. Okay. So over the next week, uh, perhaps we combine it on our recording day next week. We, when we're finished, we go and have a pint, and go perhaps on. maybe potentially for another treat, we can record another treat <sighs> for the shipmates. Sounds nice. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I think I can do that. And now, so I'll, I'll say why I'm have my Aaron fix in the same way. Then, <laughs> um, so for me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down the more healthier route. Okay. Um, me for a coffee and a fry up. <laughs> So, Much more healthy than a cider yeah, and a Guinness. Yeah. I think we should try and do it in the same day as well, so we're just together for the whole day. <laughs> so perhaps we just need to fix lunch, don't we? Yeah, and then yeah. yeah. Be but if fine. anyone wants to say hello or let us know, well, we'll give a shout out to the Nook and the Little TA because that's where we're going to go for these two things. Yeah, maybe we'll stick something on the Instagram on the day and it, the, that yeah. we choose, and then come and see can... us. We'll, we'll go with our um, one T-shirt or something. Yeah, <laughs> whoever gets there. Whoever gets there first can have the. Yeah. That's a good shout. Well, Chris Moyles is doing it with Greg, so why can't we do it? Well, we can do what we want. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there for six hours. Can someone please turn up? <laughs> I'm sick of Bryn now. I'll pay you. Yeah. 
I enjoyed that one. That was fun. When yeah. we walked through the door, I think we were both a bit like, all right. And we were a bit like tense, <laughs> weren't we? Because yeah. we, you know, we were trying to let everything go yeah. from our busy times. But we love doing this, don't we? Mm. And it's why we make ourselves it just find time. Me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, and I, and I, you know what? I'm gonna put it out there. Miley's very young. Mm. We might. There could always be a follow up with Miley. Be. There's so yeah. much there. But um, you know, we've got loads to get through actually in this outro. A load of shout outs. Mm. So I'm gonna let you go first. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was set and completed another challenge. Um, it, it appears my my views on people um, cutting air traffic um, has created some discussions. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I was I was challenged by Amy to let someone in. Okay. Um, who was doing it? So let them come in like a zip. Um, and I managed I managed to do it twice in the past two weeks. So I'm quite proud of myself. Oh, well so done. Yeah, I know. So that's that's one thing. But also. Um, I think it was a bit of a throwaway comment, but we've already sold two tickets for our live show. Have we? <laughs> yeah. So QE and Priest want front row seats. Yeah, well, they um, deserve it. They yeah. Are. But I also, well, QE did turn around and say, oh, and I'll, I think I've got a challenge fit. And I just said, stop. No, stop. I don't want any challenges. We'll, we'll set you one or something. The live show, though, would be great to unveil the sea shanty. It would be. Because we haven't thought about it, have we? No. For a while. We did put some words down, didn't yeah. we? But all right. Well, okay. there you go. Well, actually, again, another call out. We've mentioned this before. I think mm. it was in one of the 52 car games. Mm -hmm. Live shows. Yeah. What are people thinking? Would I mean, you, you know, would you be interested? Because I know we, you'd have a great night in the pub. We'd have it at because they're, yeah. they're good as gold at hosting. We'll make it fun for you. We've already said Bryn loves a quiz, so you'll definitely yep. have a quiz you can get involved in. Um, but we'll we'll bring we'll think of something special for that one, yep. won't we? And, br and bring something interesting to talk about. And uh, I've just to let people know that's going to be the question, our question on Spotify. Yes. So, so would you be interested in a live show? He's doing it as we speak. I'm there doing you go. It as we speak. There um, go. So uh, just passed, and funny enough, we're recording it uh, Thanksgiving. It's yeah, just passed. Yes. It's just passed yes. by. We know our second largest audience is in America. Gordon, That's weird to say, isn't it? Bonnie, <laughs> Rocco, um, countless listeners that yeah. we've got who, who interact with us. Um, so I hope you had a great um, Thanksgiving. Um, we also put a question out about of our live special where we did some live reviews um, about who you're looking forward to seeing. And one of the responses we had was from Sherbet Lemons, whoever that is. Um, hello to you. Um, but they were looking forward to seeing Sam Fender today. Mm -hmm. Oof. When we're recording, yeah. so on that on, on that day. So I hope you Enjoy. had a great time. Let That's us know. In Cardiff. Yes. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. Um, so I'm in Cardiff tonight, but I'm oh. going to a very small, much smaller yeah. gig. Um, <laughs> but you know, please, like you know, let us know how it went. Mm. Yeah, I know there's a lot of buzz, buzz around Sam Fenn at the moment. Actually, I listened to him on Radio X. He's great to listen to. He's got a great personality, mm. Geordie guy. Um, and I've really started getting into his music lately. Okay. I'm really enjoying it. Um, Guy as well. I want to give a shout out to Guy. Not a guy. His name is Guy. Um, on his engagement to Haley, uh, they went up to Edinburgh. She has family up there, um, so she thought she's just going for a family visit. Mm. And he gets down on one knee. And what a beautiful place to um, to do it as well. So um, congratulations, congratulations to Tom Brown. I went to his wedding recently as well, and I know he's another listener of the show. So day was fantastic. Thanks for the free food um, and drink. Um, and I hope Nora wasn't too much of a nuisance running around the place. Um, like a wrecking ball. Yeah, like a wrecking ball. Yeah, mini Miley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, keep writing in. Keep looking in the Spotify bio. Bryn's going to keep putting questions out. Um, we we have been really busy, but keep an eye on Instagram mainly because we can chuck some stuff in our stories. We'll, we'll engage you, find out what you're up to. Um, but there's other ways you can interact as well, isn't there? So Bryn, let well, them know. <laughs> you've caught me out now. Right, I believe I'm going to guess that we are at Captain and Cook Pod on 
Instagram. Yep. At Captain and Cook Pod One on Twitter. Tick. Or you can get in touch with us via email, which is Aaron.cook, <laughs> which is Captain and Cook Pod at gmail.com. Woohoo! Well done, he's got it after how many episodes? We've got like 50, whatever yeah. it is, like, uh, but no, until next Oh, and also, before we start, um, yeah. yeah, almost until next time, um, we've just passed the year in which we, we have came up with this idea so I think just just a pat on the back for us too because we actually did it and actually and we accept gonna, gifts don't we we do accept gifts lots of gifts any gifts which you can give us because we're going to have our birthday show soon yeah um, so that'll be in January so if you've got yep. anything you want to send in or share you know, we'll, we'll have a bit of opening gifts. Yes, I mean, yeah, we'd like that, that, wouldn't we? Yeah. So we need a lot of gifts. We're just going to buy each other gifts, I mean, that'll be it now. Yeah. These pods are between sort of 40 to 50 minutes long, so we need that yeah. amount of times of the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just to build Lego or jigsaw and argue or something. But yeah, anyway, take it away. Until next time, it is a trial from me. And it's a trial from him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>